Glory to God forever and ever. Jesus the Christ is alive. He's the Lord God Almighty. Amen. This is Wonder in Reality. My name's Jim. In this today's podcast, I'm going to give a brief summary of the anointing. But first, let's pray. Lord, we welcome you. Thank you for saving us. Thank you, Father God Almighty, for everything. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you here. We acknowledge that you are God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us and for being the Savior today. Amen. Bless those listening to this podcast. I believe with them that, Jesus, you will reveal your glory to them. Amen. And I believe with them if they need healing. Also bless the visitors of our websites. Send out laborers, Lord, into the harvest fields. Anoint men and women of God around the world in Israel, in the Middle East, in other places, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Humans were born to fellowship with Jesus Christ and His presence and glory is beyond words. He's the most wonderful, most beautiful person in the universe. He is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. The only true God has revealed Himself fully through Jesus Christ and given Jesus Christ to the world. The main theme of today's podcast is Jesus the Savior. The, the, that's the theme of the third Gospel, the Gospel of Luke. And so this overall series continues to be the glory of the Lord. This sub-series is about the... The four themes of the four Gospels. Jesus is the King who became a man, who is the Savior, became the Savior, and in fact, he was the he's the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, um, and he's the Savior today. Amen. And he's the Son of God and the Lord God Almighty. And let's just let's always remember though. The only true God and His Son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are an eternal revelation and just glorious beyond description. So beautiful and wonderful. And all the things that He does, same thing. Today, doing those same things today and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, forever. Amen. Um, And His... We see that He's the Savior. Jesus Christ lowered Himself, became a man, died for the world, shed His blood, died for the world. It, it just, you just, it, it's, it's truly um, the indisputable proof of God's love. I'm going to put in the notes a website our ministry has, has called thesacrificeofjesus.com. And Jesus, to think all that He did and suffered so much, it's just, it's really beyond human comprehension. And so, to, but today and forever, He's, He is the Lord God Almighty and is 
His glory beyond description. His majesty, His beauty, all that He is. And He's the image of the invisible God. He's the, the brightness of God's glory. He's the express image of His person. He's the exact representation of God's nature. And we could go on and on about that. And, and all the things that He does. As I, I mentioned this yesterday, what I'm about to say is beyond words. But if Jesus, we know about His sacrifice and God the Father sacrificed and gave His Son. If they did that, they are going to be and are doing the same things today. And even forever. And what do I mean by that? Um, Jesus, we see in, in some of, just a few of the wonderful things that He's doing today. He prays. He intercedes. He serves. He, um, this list that's on our website, for, you know, I don't want, I don't want any emphasis on our ministry or our website, wonderreality.org, but we have listed some of the wonderful things Jesus Christ does. He loves, Jesus loves, saves, heals, delivers, and the list just goes on and on, and in fact, the list is growing. We, we added recently that Jesus serves. He said the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give His life as a ransom for many. And so what I'm, I'm trying to emphasize is with God, all truth is parallel. If He... We see the sacrifice of Jesus. Well, that's God's nature and Jesus Christ's nature. And He always will be like that. He's doing those same things today. And that's, that's why, for example, the anointing is the literal wonderful presence of Jesus and the power of God. I'm, I'm going to try to summarize an important aspect of the anointing. But the anointing has these wonderful results. And Jesus, uh, in Luke 4, 18 and 19, Jesus revealed the wonderful results of the anointing. And He was quoting Isaiah. And I want to just read these. So Jesus was quoting, it's from Isaiah 61. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the Gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And so we see here, preach the Gospel to the poor, that's the poor in spirit. He has sent me to heal. Jesus heals. God heals. To proclaim liberty. Jesus offers freedom. Recovery of sight to the blind. He offers us spiritual 
um, I mean, everything, eternal life, which includes now we see when someone's born again, they see the kingdom of God. When someone's born of the Holy Spirit, water and the Spirit, they enter the kingdom of God. Amen. To set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And so, all truth parallel. God is love. Jesus Christ is love. Jesus loves. Jesus does all these wonderful things. And even for all eternity, He will be you know, honored as the Savior, even though now, let's remember, He's glorified in heaven. He's in... He is... Uh, the... He will forever be robed in glorified flesh to honor mankind. There's another thing. Jesus and God honor, you know, mankind. I mean, okay. A timeout. So, the anointing. What is the anointing? I'll try to simplify this, and let's remember, the anointing is an eternal revelation. Everyone in heaven who makes it to heaven will be in the presence of God, the presence of Jesus, for all eternity, and they will be in the anointing, and the anointing will be within them. What do I mean by that? So. The anointing is, if we get to the heart of it, it's the presence of Jesus that's in a... And every person who's born again receives that. But there's four phases of knowing God. And the anointing is actually in the fourth phase. Okay? If someone develops the presence of Jesus in their spirit person and they go into those phases, those four phases. The third phase, by the way, is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then, they, God might trust them with the power of God. And that power comes for service to do these wonderful things that Jesus just revealed here in, in Luke 4, 18 and 19. And... And that's, there's a famous scripture in Habakkuk. It says, it says his brightness, this is Habakkuk 3 4. Now, let me say, it, this may not be as one of the most famous scriptures, but it's very important. It says, his brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from his hand, that's rays of glory, and there his power was hidden. And, and this is very fascinating. His brightness was like the light. That's Jesus Christ and His glory. He had ray, rays flashing from His hand, and there His power was hidden. So the power of God is right hidden in the presence of Jesus. That's the fourth phase, the anointing. And we see here that God hides. That hides the power. But he, he also, we know, He... He Himself hides. That's a theme in Scripture in many different ways. That's a fascinating topic. God hides. 
and all truth is parallel with him, he also hides his power. So, okay, I just, that's a, all I want to say about the anointing today. But this is, isn't it fascinating, you know, to think that, and then I'm about to give some extremes here, but to think that Jesus would come to the earth as a man, leave glory, come to the earth as a, as a come to the earth as a man, sacrifice in the way that he did, suffered perhaps more than any man. And and so on without the Holy Spirit, we as as believers that there's there's a there is a the a deception related to uh, that so we have two very different um, you might say revelations to think that Jesus Christ came to the earth as a man, left glory, and suffered per more than any man. You know, died for the world. And that's such a, it's a holy, sacred thing. But now, when we meet the Holy Spirit, what we realize is He offers God Almighty offers a glorious celebration for eternity to anyone who receives Jesus. On the surface, we might think, okay, well, it's probably best to just say there's a lot of deception. We, as I've been saying, we all fall short of the glory of God. We all miss it. Um, the enemy deceives the whole world. And we might think that knowing God, walking with Jesus, that it's going to be, you know, perhaps maybe we have to suffer and that it's going to be hard and difficult and all these... Well, really... The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus offers an eternal celebration in all ways and it's what humans were created to do. And it is, it's, it's, um, it's wonderful, it's so simple and easy and exciting and, His, and how do we receive that and experience that? His presence and glory. And also, the Holy Spirit reveals these mysteries of the Kingdom of Heaven that are just so glorious to think that... I'll just mention a few, okay? Jesus died for the world. Well, when we, quote-unquote, die and lose our old nature, that's how we receive eternal life and receive all the things that He... Um, wants to give us. And Jesus spoke about this when he, you know, when he said, 
Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Jesus did that, right? He died for the world. Amen. He died for us. Now, when we do that, that's we get to do that same thing. And if, if someone does that, they receive eternal life, everlasting life. That's what Jesus called it. And on the earth, the irony is many, many people do not realize, even believers, many believers don't realize that He offers this celebration, that His presence and glory is so wonderful that it's... And so when, if they just stay with Jesus Christ, when they get to heaven, they will realize it. Amen. Every person will be in the presence of Jesus, in the glory of God forever, forever and ever. And the Holy Spirit reveals these things. Okay, another thing I did speak about yesterday, I want to just clarify something that's also a mystery of the kingdom of heaven. And that the general truth is God does certain things, right? We see His nature and His attributes and His character and He... For example, He chose before the foundation of the world to give, to give His Son to the world and to sacrifice His Son. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ will forever be honored. And Jesus did that and He actually chose as a man to do that. And it's a very holy, sacred thing. But because we're made in God's image and likeness, Humans, we know this, I know this sounds basic, common sense, but humans have choice. Just like God chooses and God, um, God loves, Jesus loves, right? Well, we have the opportunity to do that too, to love and, and not hate. You know, to, um, and we could give many examples like this. Jesus gives, right? That's a wonderful, just glorious topic. I mean, He gives, God's a giving God. Jesus Christ gives. He gave His life for the world. He died for the world. And if He did that, there's no end to what, there's unlimited His giving is unlimited. I want to say it in a positive way. Um, He will always be giving. And for all eternity. And so we have the opportunity to give. We can do that. And, And again, that covers all areas. You know, we can give our life to God. When someone does that, they're saved. <laughs> they're 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 doing that. Um, in fact, that's probably that might be the simplest way to explain salvation. God gave someone their life, gave Himself to them. If they give themselves back to Him, they're saved. That's that's how simple it is. That's how. Now, in that same thing, in our walk with Him, every day we can do that. We can. You know, give ourself, give our time, give our, you know, 
And that's how we find him. You shall seek me, you shall find me when you search for me with all your heart. When we And Jesus spoke in the first commandment. Love the Lord your God with all you have. Give it, you know. Um, so I, I just, I know that does, it's, it's, it, it may sound very basic, but there's this glorious, these glorious revelations and mysteries that, and, and it all reveals that we are made in God's image and likeness. Wrapping this up, I want to emphasize the answer. The glorious, wonderful presence of Jesus. Jesus is alive. He's in heaven. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of the Father. That's that's really the answer. You know, we don't need anything else. We don't need information. I may have said too much in this podcast. Podcast. We don't need. Um, well, we we of course have other needs. We need to be in fellowship with other believers. We need, of course, the Bible if we have it. All these things, but the presence of Jesus. He's God Almighty. He's. He's forever the Savior. He's doing all these wonderful things. To think that He gives fellowship, that He gives... It just goes on and on. Amen. Lord, bless the listeners of this podcast. Also, the visitors of our websites. I want to just mention some of their locations. We checked some of the sites yesterday. Bless those people. Um, in in North America, in California, Los Angeles, Washington, Oregon, um, Las Vegas, N- Michigan, Chicago, New York City, Quebec, Brazil, and South America, um, moving to Europe, Sweden, Spain, Amsterdam, the Netherlands, Germany, s- several cities in Germany, France, Romania, Poland, Finland, and moving to Thailand, China, numerous cities in China, Vietnam, Tokyo, Singapore, Seoul, South Korea, is, um, let's see, India, Maharashtra, India, and, and Delhi, India, S- South Africa, Israel. Lord, bless them. Heal them. Reveal Your glory to them. If they're not saved, save them. Fill them with Your Holy Spirit. Amen. One just final thing. When we see the sacrifice of Jesus, God Almighty and Jesus Christ are the same yesterday, today, forever. They have that that same love, that same sacrificial giving love beyond what we can comprehend. I mean, that's how that's our great and awesome God for all eternity. I mean, just like there's no limit to what He is doing and 
can do. There is no, there's, He has revealed His love in an infinite number of ways to every person on the earth. Someone may say, well, how is that? Look at all the suffering. Look at all the... Well, God has offered Himself, His presence and glory to every person for an infinite number of moments. And all they have to do is just believe in Him and give their life to Him. That's all they have to do. And stay with Him. Uh, make that quality decision. And yes, they, it's, it's Jesus revealed in a, in a modern book, Mary Baxter's book, A Divine Revelation of Hell. He said, um, someone must sincerely give their heart to God and serve Him. They must repent while they're on the earth. Um, he said many people think that they have unlimited time to accept God's grace and and. I mean, Jesus said it to her very clearly. He said, I came to save all men. It's not my Father's will that any perish, but that all find everlasting life. He said, this is a direct quote. He said, sad to say, most people will not repent before it's too late. And they will go to hell. And then that's when he said, but the way to heaven is the same for all people. You must um, repent of your sins. You must sincerely give your heart to God and serve Him. But, but here's the great news. If someone does that, they're, they, they're saved and, and uh, it's simple and easy. It's what we were created to do. It's not difficult. That's the deception. We, we, our ministry put together like a three-page thing of all the deceptions and misconceptions and misperceptions. <laughs> of I mean, it just it's rampant. And... We might think that we have to suffer, that it's dead religion, that it's boring and burdensome and dry and awful and unnatural. All these are misdeceptions. Um, I know people personally who see other Christians who have uh, taken advantage of them, and so they are not a believer in Jesus Christ because of that. I mean, that's that's something we we might have to deal with, but we just got to realize Christians are sinners saved by grace and let's fix our eyes on Jesus you know let's just it's oh there's so many there's things I mean I wanted to give practical examples of in my little corner of the world of people who I mean I know I'm thinking of three people right now they have no interest in in the gospel of Jesus Christ and walking with God. They're missing out. Okay? We as believers, if we don't seek His presence and glory and, and experience that, we're missing out. Let me finish with this. Here's an example of how um, how giving and gracious and loving our great and awesome God is if someone simply does what I said earlier, they it's such, such, such common sense. They believe in Him and give Him their life. If they just stay with Him, they don't have to go deeper. They don't have to um, go into the 
the second, third, or fourth phases of knowing Him, they will make it to heaven and they will be in the glorious presence of Jesus for eternity. A great woman of God says many people will get to heaven and realize what they missed out on on earth. Now, that's hard for us to think about, but that really applies to all of us because we all fall short of the glory of God. A man was in heaven and actually spoke to several patriarchs and, and spoke to like the Apostle Paul and, and King David and different... I mean, the book, I'll just go ahead and tell you, it's a Close Encounters of the God Kind by Jesse Duplantis. And he spoke... King David told him, you know, I wish that in my Psalms that I had not been so negative at times. That's a paraphrase, but he did say that. I mean, to think... So, so we as humans, my point is, we all fall short of the glory of God. We could do... How do we get there? Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. That, that's the anointing, this glorious presence that is... He's so glorious and wonderful when someone meets Him in that way. They'll experience His glory. They'll only want Him. Nothing else even comes close. And remember, very few. I mean, few get saved. Few go into the second phase of knowing Him. Very few get into the third phase, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And a tiny number of people get the anointing. That's the fourth phase. A very small number of people. And, and we see there, all tr- there's a, the pattern. All truth is parallel. The few, the few. It's, um, and that's revealed. What I just explained is literally revealed in several different places in the Gospels. Um, and 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 in modern day. Uh, revelations that are in the, the books that I mentioned and other books that how can this be? This is the irony. Yesterday I said the greatest irony. There's so many ironies. I could do a whole series about the the great ironies. To I mean, to, it's it's even it's a tragedy. God wants to save every person, and yet most people don't get saved. Tragedy. Very tragic, in fact. I mean, I could literally give probably just right now 20 or 30 of, of great ironies that are so um, extreme ironies. And it's related to all those misconceptions and, and deceptions. We think that it's difficult, it's simple. Jesus said you must become like a child to enter the kingdom. Simple. Um, Reinhard Bonnke said that with great emphasis. He said whether you think so or not, it's simple. Amen. So God's made it simple. Amen. Um, we People, you know, it's very, very... Uh, I'll try to finish with this. It is very, very ironic and tragic that people are apathetic 
and even hostile to the gospel. There's something about what, why is it like that? The enemy deceives the whole world, also the human heart deceitful and wicked above all things. It's only by God's grace and love and, and His mercy that we can be saved. And, and, and so that is a key. Repent, have that broken and contrite spirit. You know, humble ourselves before Him. That's such common sense. He, Jesus says, He who humbles Himself will be exalted. How glorious that is. If somebody wants to be exalted... Humble yourself before God. I mean, isn't that fascinating? In a recent message I spoke about, Jesus revealed these great paradoxes and, and really they're mysteries of the kingdom. Jesus said, if anyone wants to be first, he must become very last and servant of all. And so here, the paradox, it, it, when we give our life to Him, he gives us Himself. That's the greatest trade in all of human history. How could someone say no to simply giving our life to, to God and He gives us Jesus Christ for eternity? I mean, that's the greatest thing ever. And so thank you for listening. Blessings.